Thank you for tuning in to another fun episode with your favorite mask moms, Jennifer, that's me, hello, and Juliana. Hey! Lori's sitting this one out. Um, there have been some really exciting things happening in Disney World, Disneyland, uh, but we can't overlook our excitement as things are also happening at Disney Sea as well, Disney at Sea. Disney Cruise Line started uh, resuming their sailing in September, and Juliana and I were lucky enough to hop aboard the Disney Dream for a three-night sailing to Castaway Key, and we are so excited to share everything that we learned about that experience with you guys. But of course, before we get into it, we need our Mouska cocktail. So Juliana, take right. it away. So um, there are a lot of fun adult spaces aboard the fleet of Disney cruise ships. And um, one of our favorites is the Skyline Lounge. So it's a, like a swanky wood paneled sort of sophisticated kind of bar. And is it right at the front of the ship on the dream? I don't remember. I get, I get. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. It's because adult. It's in the adults section, right? And it doesn't matter because the um, the windows are not really windows. They're like these rotating skylines of different cities around the world. And it's really, really surprisingly, it doesn't sound beautiful. It sounds kitschy, but it is because it's a cruise, but it's still beautiful. Anyway, the cocktail. In these adult spaces, they do a lot of different drink tastings or mixology classes or seminars. And most of them, I think, are happen here um, in the Skyline Lounge. And we opted to do, of all things, of course, Jen uh, humored me and we did a bourbon tasting, which was... Took one for the team. She did. <laughs> I thought it super impressive. Like, I like to drink bourbon. I know my favorites, but I don't know much about bourbon, about bottling bourbon, about distilling bourbon, about all that. I mean... I'm, I know a little bit about the business side of it, but not much. And I learned a lot that the bartender was really knowledgeable and he picked what, four different bourbons for us to try, or he picked three and that let us choose the fourth. And he also made a little bourbon cocktail. All of this for what, $35 a person? I think it was like 27. It was so, really reasonable. And even as a non, <laughs> yeah. well, even as a non-bourbon person, I did not like the bourbons, by the way, let's but it was interesting and the guy was really knowledgeable and like and entertaining it wasn't dry it, yeah. and boring it was no. it was interesting it was fun um i'll be honest i don't know if it was because we had been at sea for three days or what i did not love the bourbon either and they actually served two of my favorites he served blanton's and i think he served woodford as well and I don't know why it just was not going down smooth for me, which was bizarre. But um, I did ask for ice. He served them straight up. And I don't usually drink bourbon straight up. I do drink it on the rocks. Um, I used to like it mixed. I don't anymore. But it was fun. It was it was fun. And and a large amount of bourbon for $27. Holy smokes. Like that's was, two cocktails. And it was nice to have like a, an event to go to. It really yeah. like it broke up the the evening and 
got us out of the stateroom. Not that we need an excuse, as you'll see, to get out of the stateroom, but um, it was just, it was a fun way to mix it up. I liked it. I would definitely do another tasting. I've done them before on previous sailings. I've never done a bourbon one. Um, Yeah. And so, but like Jen said, even if your party can't all agree, like, oh, I don't like champagne. I don't want to do a champagne tasting or, oh, I don't love, you know, whiskey because they have whiskey tastings too. I don't want to do it. It honestly, again, in my opinion for the price, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) It's just really fun. It's just really fun. And you're with other people, you know, you're at your own table, but with other people and there's banter back and forth, of course, it's fun. I I highly recommend it. And even not during COVID. So what they did was they closed the bar. Like there were no other customers in this bar. It was just people who were participating in this event. And that that's a that's what they always do, even, even pre-COVID. So it was kind of cool to have this whole space to ourselves as well. And um, I think maybe there were eight or 10 people total in, really? in yeah. the, the bar. It was yeah. really nice and intimate. And I mean, if you had... 10 people in your party that would be fun right what fun yeah it was great it was great so should we get into the meat of it the rest of it i mean we started with the mouska cocktail because that's what we do i mean because unless you're new this is how it works but so I'm not, I wasn't really sure the best way to sort of tackle the discussion about our experience on the cruise. So I think that maybe just chronologically is the best way to help us sort of try to remember everything that we wanted to say. Um, So we left out of Port Canaveral. It was the end of September, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Three nights um, on the dream. uh, What was it? A day at sea, a day at Castaway Key, a day at no, it was, it was just... That was it. Yeah, that was it. And then back. It was three nights. Yeah. Three nights. Port, Port Canaveral, Day at Sea, Castaway Key, and back to and Port, back home. Port Canaveral. It was kind of... It was the perfect intro, like re-intro right. to cruising for us. We had a lot of questions. We were really curious about how it would compare to um, pre-COVID and just curious about how they were dealing with all of the new... I mean, health and hygiene on board cruise ships is not a new concept at all. Right. It's n- right. It's always and, been an issue and concern and public safety thing. And so a lot of what they were doing, they, they've they been doing all along. Um, so it was interesting to see what they've added. And, you know, yeah, let's start with, with our first day. But even prior to our first day, right. there right. were some new things that we needed to do to prepare to board. Right. So we talked about this a little bit before about um, what Disney Cruise Line is requiring right now. Um, and it is uh, um, adults have to be vaccinated, right? Not just adults, everyone 12 everyone over 12, and older. I'm sorry. Everyone, so everyone who can be vaccinated must be vaccinated. There is um, no exception. There is no exception. Since yeah. children under 12 cannot be vaccinated, they must have a negative PCR, not just COVID test. It must be a molecular PCR done 
three to five days prior to sailing? It's three now. So we're it's just so, three only. So not spoiler alert, Juliana and I had such a wonderful experience on this cruise that I got home and um, very easily convinced my family to, to cruise with me. So we are leaving in about a week. Um, to go on my family cruise. And because I have a child who is under 12 and unable to be vaccinated, this is very fresh in my brain. So right now for kids who are unable to, to get the vaccine, they are requiring that I provide a negative PCR for her um, no more than 72 hours before boarding the ship. Um, and there, there's a whole new, you know, the, there's the, um, Disney cruise line website, just like my Disney experience that you would sign up for, register your cruise, fill out all this pre-boarding paperwork. And it is a whole new beast now with COVID considerations. So we have, a we, um, there's an article in the Mouse Moms blog about, about all of this with links that are really helpful. So, yes. so take a look at that for all the details um, because the links will take you directly to what, what Disney's saying at the time. And so, so like I said, there are some things that are required um, pr prior to boarding. So the negative PCR test is one of them. And for those ad uh, adults and kids ages 12 and up who are vaccinated, you, they're not just going to take your word for it. There's a, um, an actual tool called Safe Passage that they will give you access to that you need to go in and each adult needs to have their own account and then you can have your minors under you and you'll need to fill in that. It just, it, it, um, it has you give permission and authorization for Disney Cruise Line to, to test you because you will be required to get a rapid test at the port terminal. Um, it also has a space for you to upload. You actually need to upload a picture of your vaccination card to that safe passage portal. Um, and also, in addition to uploading the actual picture, it has you manually type in the date of your first vaccine and your second vaccine and the type of vaccine you've gotten and, and all the things. And those are all these things that we never had to do before. And now we have to do to kind of streamline the embarkation process. Um, you need to do similar things with entering your, their, they require a passport and actually right. a picture of your right. passport to be uploaded right. and a, and a selfie of you to be uploaded. Right. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but it took me five minutes. It took me five minutes. I only did it for one person. So certainly it takes longer. I think the gathering of the documents is probably the worst, but I don't know about you. I actually have PDFs of my passport, my vaccination card and a visa photo. So I just pull them because I do now you need them. <laughs> yeah. Because the first time you need it, you keep it and then keep it there. And then anytime something like this happens, you can just easily pull it up and upload it. And it's really, and it made the embarkation process incredibly easy. So you get to the terminal and that's when the real fun begins. They have these <laughs> tents set up. Now, when we went, it was really not crowded. I have no official numbers, 
But the number that was given to me by a cast member was, she said, where, you know, the, the terminal itself was, was so empty, you could enjoy the whole space. And she said, we're used to having 4,000 people in here and we only have one today. And, and certainly there were not a thousand people in that room when I was in it. I know that. And, and if you've cruised, you know, it is a tremendous room, but I'm jumping ahead because before we even got there, we had to go through testing again. Um, so on the day that you embark the ship, they do do rapid tests of every single traveler in the cruise terminal right then and there. You wait for your results and um, they let you know and you can board the ship. So, I mean, if you want the details, it's kind of it's kind of neat. You know, they check you in, you wait your turn, you go into these like sort of, you know, makeshift little offices that are sealed off with plastic. You, They do the ID checks and they hand you the test and you administer it yourself while they watch. And then they put it in the tube and they don't tell you anything and you just move along. Um, and if you filled out all your paperwork right or all your stuff ahead of time online, um, you just wait in, in, in a room until your number comes up on a screen and says you're clear to board. If you're like Jennifer and you can't follow directions the first time, <laughs> They're very, very kind about it. You just get an extra step with safe passage and you have to make sure you click the button. You know how it is. Sometimes you just don't click something that you think you've clicked and whatever. It's not the end of the world, but it just adds three whole minutes to your day. If it's crowded, I, I guess that would get under one skin. But like, honestly, it was no big deal. So so that's the nuts and bolts of it. One more safety thing. So then you get on the ship and you, well, we'll talk about the fun stuff, but you have to do the mustard drill. And that is all just check in online, go to your stateroom and listen when they make the announcement. So it's none of that, like stand in your station with 10 other people or whatever it used to be. Um, you do have to go. We were required to actually find our muster right. station and take a picture of it and upload it to the navigator app so that we could prove right. that we actually went there and visited right. it. And then they just checked us off as as having attended the mustard drill. Right. And it was kind of fantastic. It was, it's, it's I hope genius. they keep that. I hope that's right. a COVID silver lining right. for the future. Agreed. All right. So now that hopefully people are still listening to us after we've gotten <laughs> very interesting, but also boring stuff out of the way. But it, it, it had to be top because that is the, those are the questions everyone is asking. Yes. How is this working? Um, so, and also we should say aboard the ship, you know, master required indoors, not outdoors. Um, again, it was so not crowded that it never felt really bad. And of course you're welcome to wear your mask whenever you like um, inside, you know, outside I, if you want. I also want to say, um, so for those of us who have cruised before, usually, um, you know, you're announced on the cruise ship, they're still doing that, which was super fun. And then you kind of do what you want. And then later on, when you get closer to, um, to set sail time, they do this whole big welcome show. They are not currently doing that, but I kind of loved what they did instead. All right. So, so let's talk about it. Let's talk yeah. about the moment you get on the ship. Go ahead. Yeah. So instead, they still, they're, they're really spacing out how many people they're allowing at a time, which was kind of nice. Um, so you, you board the ship, you, you know, you tell the, the cast member what, you know, how, how you want to be announced, they announced you, and then they guide you to your spot on the floor. And then once each of those designated spots are filled, um, uh, Captain Mickey and Captain Minnie come out with the 
cruise director. I want to call her Julie because all cruise, <laughs> all cruise directors are Julie. It, it was Ashley, but <laughs> it was she Ashley. might as well have been Julie. She's adorable. She does a button. And they do this really adorable, quick little welcome show just for you. It was like a private showing. It was really nice right in the atrium. And they did a little song and a dance. And we got to take pictures and little selfies with Captain Mickey and Captain Minnie. And, and, and then they ushered us along. It was great. Right. It's all of three minutes, but it was perfect. It's all I need. I wanted to get on the ship. Like, yay, Absolutely. hi, this is so cute. I got my picture. How fun. They made a big deal of me. There's only like 10 other people in the room. And then I want to go. So yeah. it was perfect. It was perfect. It really was. Like, there was no, I don't know if, if any of our listeners have been on a cruise before, but usually it's like, fighting and elbowing people next to you to kind of get a good view of the stage and, and this was pleasant it was just was what beautiful. i needed it was it was absolutely enough and then we got to go and then the, of course the first thing we did was eat so coffee. i think we went to coffee go find coffee first. you're right yeah <laughs> we were so tired so oh so here's a funny anecdote um, this was the last minute cruise for me and Jen, as you guys know, and we were never really got the right instructions. That's what the story I'm going with. We stayed at the Hyatt right in the Orlando airport, which by the way, is incredibly convenient and Disney cruise. We did a Disney cruise transfer. So they picked us up. We really didn't know. <laughs> you will know is all I'm saying. If you don't book two days before your cruise, you will know. We did not really know that we had to be downstairs at eight o'clock in the morning. So when we, we called at, good. yeah, so they called us at like seven 30 and we're like, we just want you to know we'll be up to pick up your luggage soon. <laughs> Let me just rephrase. They woke us up when they called at seven 30 and said, hi, are you ready for us to come get your luggage? And I said, wait, who is this? <laughs> we were so confused and it wound so up I being ran great. downstairs like in my pajamas and was like, I'm so sorry. What time is the bus? When do we need to be here? Please don't come get our luggage. We'll bring it down. Does that buy us more time? And so it turned out we had like 45 minutes, which was fine. We had just gotten there like at midnight the night before we were, it was, it was fine. We made it, we got on the bus, we went through the screening and then we had our fabulous moment with Mickey and Minnie and um, we needed coffee. That All that to say, we, we needed, needed coffee. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so we got our coffee and then I was super and, eager to tour the ship. And the other thing too, this is a good time to mention this, just like you can do mobile ordering in the parks, um, the coffee spot where we got our coffee was a, a spot where it was an additional fee. We didn't get the free coffee. We, we got our fancy cappuccinos and everything, but we it, it was very simple. We didn't need to have cash with us. We just did... Um, we just did it on the navigator app. So that I was mean, really cool. If there's one thing Disney does well, it's make it easy for you to part with to your pay. Cash. <laughs> <laughs> so, In other kudos. words. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. Um, I'm still riding high because I just got back from a family trip. So I'm I'm still like, woo, so fun. Anyway. Um, all right. So we toured the ship. We were curious about everything. Um the room wasn't ready yet, of course. So we checked out the spa. We checked out 
the kids areas, because everything on the day of embarkation was essentially like an open house, which we weren't sure that the kids clubs would be because I, I am telling you that I read <laughs> from Disney that they would not allow us in, which is true. You are not allowed in after the first day. So on the first day, still an open house free for all for everyone. I think we did the kids clubs first. So we met Mickey and Minnie already. And then let's just for the sake of the show, say that we did the kids clubs next. And yeah, because we weren't on the ship for 15 minutes and we're already meeting more characters. I think so. Because uh, Woody and Jesse were in yes. the Oceaneers Club. You're right. Yeah. Which was super fun. Super we got fun. to take our pictures. We got to uh, wash our hands in the cool hand washing station. Which was always there. Which was so, always there. So again. They were always pretty hygiene conscious with the kids club. But now they've got also in addition hand, san hand sanitizing stations everywhere and, as well. And the, other, and the other change is that now only one person is able to come to pick up and drop off the kids at the Oceaneer Club and Lab because they don't want adult traffic um, building up in that corridor Right. there so you right. can't like the whole family can't go and get little jimmy from the right. club so before we get into how flipping awesome these clubs are if you haven't cruised before you just registered your daughter for the club on your upcoming cruise so how is that yes. process so it's very easy so again another covid change whereas for previous um cruises you know if lily wanted to go to the club she just we just dropped her off and she went and then when she was done she called us now you actually need to pre-register it's still free so you're not getting charged for it. However, you need to go on your Navigator app or online before, um, actually online before your trip and you need to register. So for days where um, we are at ports, you can register for up to an hour and a half time slot per, per day. And for days where you're at sea, you can register for two hours. So I went ahead and did that for Lily for our cruise. It was super easy. I, I didn't do it. You know, usually those options become available at midnight on a certain day. I waited several days because I forgot about it. Um, I had my pick of, of time slots, so it really didn't matter. Well, this is, I mean, this is why we're going to, this is why I, I'm such a fan of just jumping on the cruises right now because. Yeah. And it's, in normal times, you cannot wait until a few days later. Yes. And um, I know that they asked, I, I had to sign off on things like, I, I don't even know. I know I had to sign off that she was going to wear a mat. I, I don't even remember what I'm I I'm sure there do, are all kinds of waivers. I mean, it, you need to sign off on things just to make park reservations. Right. Um, so it was it was not at all difficult. And, and for those of you who are concerned that your kid is only going to be able to enjoy the kids clubs for an hour and a half every day, we asked specifically the cast members about that. Um, and they did assure us that that you, you are only allowed to pre-register hour and a half or two hours per day ahead of time. But on the day of, it's um, you can sign them up for more time slots on a 
availability first basis. Come, first come, basis. First but you actually come. have to physically show up, pick up your child, walk them out and back in or, or, Correct. or um, very, I'm sure they're not going to make you leave and enter, but unscan and right. rescan. So you do have to, right. you can't just like call up and be like, can, can little Jimmy stay? <laughs> right. You have to actually go and make sure. But um, you have to okay. put the cocktail down and go yeah. walk. There. It's brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> but those ships are big. <laughs> they are. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of walking. Lot People of walking. say they walk so much in Disney, but you walk a lot on a cruise ship too. But it was yeah. good. Yeah, it was good. So okay, so the kids areas. So there's one. There's a nursery, which by the way is not included with your with your fee, and also not open. And not not open. <laughs> so that's for for little tykes up to three, right? Uh, yeah, under three. That but is currently not not reopening. Not an option. But kids three. So figure the, these clubs are broken down into like think elementary school age kids, middle school age kids, and then high school kids. And each club is super amazing. I don't want to waste a ton of time like telling you the differences. But here are some fun facts I learned and might not have known before. One is if you have a kid on the cusp, if you have an 11 year old, they can use either the little kids club or the middle schoolers club. If you have a 14 year old, I think it is, they can use either the high schoolers club or the not or and they get to use both. They can age up or down if they're on the cusp there. But here's something that I did not know. There is a club for 18 to 21 year olds. Right? 18 to 20. 18 it's to called 20. it's right. called the 1820 club. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's not, is it a it's like it's a tiny space? I don't even remember the space. I just know that I don't exists. even know that it's an actual I don't think it's they an just actual meet in space. different areas on the ship. If you notice on your navigator app on the on the ship, when you're looking for activities to do, you'll notice activities for the 1820 club. And that is for kids, kids, young adults who are between the ages of 18 and 20. Um, they do like trivia nights and karaoke and like a dance club thing. It's very, it's great because that is kind of a weird age. Like they're not old enough for the adult spaces, but they're way too old for the kids spaces. Right. And so. like, if you have a family like yours, where you have little kids that love a Disney cruise and teenagers that love a Disney cruise, and then a kid in college, he can come and not be like, you know, bored right time, you know right like, exactly and so meet people great. his age which right. is which is so great. like family time is wonderful and i'm sure he's gonna love being with you guys but every once in a while he might want to like hang he's out not, with people his own age he's is he coming. in the room he's not coming <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got to go oh. to school so he's oh, out. yeah right he's not coming <laughs> well whatever let's just say but so anyway yeah i think that's definitely something that i learned also i didn't know that ahead of time so that was really cool um in terms of sailing during COVID times really just the registration thing was the only new thing everything else like they're still offering these spaces for the kids they can still um interact with kids they can't masks, eat there they can't eat there they masks can't eat there. are so required they won't feed them anymore correct and they're not doing the diamond dash i like to call it where yeah. their kids they used to do like you could sign your kids up so that they would come and get them ha halfway through dinner. So like the kids would eat at your assigned seating for dinner. And it was only for the early years. I believe seating. so. So if you had like the 530 dinner, you'd sit down, you know, you might have the table till 637, but they'd come get the kids at six after they finished right. their chicken nuggets. Like, 
and they don't do that anymore. Hopefully that will come back someday when space and capacity issues aren't and and cast members are readily available. Right. I think on but the ship than, they call them crew members. I was trying I to figure so. it out. Yeah. I don't remember. I think that's the only real real difference though and then obviously they're all wearing masks all of us the, the entire right. ship <laughs> um, and, in indoor right. spaces. And so, so we talked about there's cool kid spaces, there's cool adult spaces. And in the adult spaces, also, they were limiting capacity. We were not able to get into a trivia night for because we showed up five minutes beforehand and it was full. So they're definitely spacing people out everywhere. But that's not to say there's not a ton of other. We found, we found. Yeah, I was going to say, boo-hoo, we just walked across <laughs> the, the way to the champagne club. And, and we and ended up checking champagne. out a really, yeah, we ended up checking out a really cute place we didn't expect to. And then the next night we just showed up five minutes earlier and did the same thing that we weren't able to do the night before and i think Anywho. we need to go back to the spa because we yes. were able to view the spa areas as well on that first day we, we were able to take a tour which was really cool um the rate we we told you guys we would let you know about the rainforest um room. i don't know what it was called rainforest, the rainforest room. room that's it um so now with COVID, you are you have to pre-book and you have to pre-book for an hour and 45 minutes for up to 10 people. And it was a, it was like $10 a person or $145 flat um, for that hour and 45 minutes. Um, they are offering every spa treatment, including facials. They were doing teeth whitening. So even though it's COVID, you could and still I get. Read, again, I read no facials, no teeth whitening. And I thought, well, that makes sense. But they're doing them. They're doing them, y'all. And, oh, yeah. and also, bonus mouse tip. If you, everyone gets on the ship and is eager to check out the ship. They want to eat. They want to see things. They want to do stuff. So they're not having spa treatments that day. As a result, the spa offers um, embarkation day deals. And it was Crazy like, ones. it was like $140 for, it included like two hours worth of stuff, it felt like. Yeah, like a massage, a facial, a mani and a pet, like craziness. It was so, a lot. So it, it's, um, it yeah, it's worth checking worth out. It. It's worth checking out when you get on the ship, which, you know, I would imagine with a family is hard to do. Like, okay, see you, kids. But um, but maybe not. Maybe not. Um, the problem is you can't do an embarkation day um, oh, kids club. So if you have your kids, you can't really. But like us who did not have our children. Yeah. It would have been something good to plan for. But that's not to say we did not take advantage of the full price spa later on in the trip. So <laughs> we'll talk about that. So what else did we do when we explored the ship? That, we like, ate. Well, we ate, right. We, we, we did. We went and checked out Cabana's, which is their buffet, which it is still a buffet. Um, but the difference is there's now plexiglass and servers so you point to what you'd like to eat which i as a germaphobe totally appreciated there was no hands in the food no sneezing in it and um and nice. and it's also you know a shame thing like are you really going to go ask for thirds and fourths of those fried <laughs> well that works for me right but what's funny is like they're so it's disney the portions are ginormous like when i asked for two shrimp they were like are you kidding like really? I was like, well, I'm going to get other stuff too. So 
Anyway, so there's no shame. Go ahead, no, ask go for ahead. 25 shrimp. They're happy to give them to you. We we had no shame ordering several entrees in the name of research at dinner for two people. You're welcome. And they like insisted. Like one time we said, no, we can't eat anymore. And he brought us one we didn't even order. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Anywho. And we ate it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, so so we ate and I think the the staterooms were ready to get into by two. So we were able to go in, check out the stateroom, drop off our stuff. It, it was fabulous. It, it was really nice. It was great. So we so we just chilled, right? We didn't really have much of an agenda. We hadn't been planning this for months and months. We hadn't really, we just wanted to gather information and stuff. And by this time, we felt like we had done a full day's work of information gathering. <laughs> so we, we chilled did. out. We, we chilled. Did. We chilled. And it was beautiful. We did. And we checked out the, the area, the outdoor spaces, and it was great. And now, a word from our sponsors. Mouse Moms are avid travel enthusiasts, and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com, and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. So the next day was our sea day. Our day at sea, yes. And... Um, what better way to start off a day at sea than with an adult-only brunch at Remy's? Well, I started off with Pilates. Well, that's because you're cuckoo. <laughs> it can I just say, like, it was beautiful. So I they they offer yoga and Pilates up on Goofy Sports Deck, which is like where the kids play basketball up on the top did, of the ship. Did you need to pre-register for that? I, don't I did remember. not. Oh. I did. No, I did. I didn't remember. I think I did. It was it was. Not it was paid. free. It was free, but I think that you did need to register. But it was me okay. and three other women. Uh, there was a yoga class right before it, which looked amazing. But there was no way I was getting up there by seven in the morning. So at seven thirty, I or maybe it was even eight. It was just absolutely beautiful to be up on the top deck at sea. The sun's coming up over the water. Like it was. It was really nice. I was ready for the day. Like it was nice, and they, <laughs> the the uh, the Pilates was not hard at all. Um, I was sore after, but that's because I haven't done Pilates in almost three years, but um, it just felt really good. And it was really nice. And then we had our, uh, well, it, it, it was equally beautiful for me to sleep in. <laughs> it was equally beautiful. And I, I ordered, I ordered us room service. My yes. So one of my favorite parts of the cruise, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, was that, you know, room service is included with the Disney cruise that you can like roll over, pick up the phone and be like, I'll take a pot of coffee with milk and two cups. And I'm telling you before you hang up, <laughs> there is delicious, hot coffee being put on your bedside table like it was literally literally I rolled over and picked up the phone and pressed the little button and ordered coffee and I might have ordered like danishes so if <laughs> you're not into morning pilates on the top deck whatever they call it up there this is an excellent option I, but I think it was perfectly timed because I think Literally, as you were walking in from your Pilates, there was a knock on the door and our great. coffee was there. And it was, by the way, the best coffee in, of my life. I am 
really picky about coffee. So my expectations were very low, but this, and only the room service coffee, like yes. the dinner coffee it. was just okay. Like, I don't know what they did. It, it was delicious. It was delicious. I need the secret. Someone find out what it is about the room service coffee on Disney Dream because it was outstanding. Anyway, so that is and, that is and, another mouse tip. Roll over and order coffee if you drink it because it's beautiful. And then you can sit if you have a veranda room. You can sit and look. Oh, loved it. Loved. It was that, great. It was, and and that that is such a plug for from upgrading to a room with a veranda because yes. it was really it was it was really yeah. nice like being able to sit in my pajamas out on right. my veranda with this delicious right. coffee and looking at the ocean and you couldn't see anything else. It was, it was nice. Yeah. And the nice thing about a Disney cruise in general is you feel like you can relax like that. Like it's not like being at Disney world where as fun and wonderful as it is, it's hard to be like, okay, I'm just going to chill this morning or I'm just going to take five minutes. And so it, I, I, it's great. Um, so what did we do? So we chilled. We didn't have our children. So we understand that that makes things a little bit different for us. But let's imagine for a minute we did have our children. We put them in the kids club and then we rode the aqueduct. <laughs> no, we didn't yet. So we spent this morning in the adult area of the ship, which if you've not done this, it's really serene and lovely. It was. Uh, and. Del delicious. Well, there's a bar. Oh, there is a bar. Yes. Well, are you talking about breakfast? I was talking about breakfast, but well, yeah. That, Meridian. Well, first we sat. So this was our leisurely morning, you guys. We yeah. sat by I the pool. About that. I don't think we had a drink, but we chilled. It was just a gorgeous morning. And then we were like, okay, time to go to Remy's. So we went, we had to get dressed because it's fancy. Because it's French. It's French. And uh, it's French. Um, <laughs> And we I went forgot up to about Remy. that. I and forgot. It, You're right. We did. We had time before brunch and we just chilled. It was such a great morning. It was such a great morning. Yes. And then, yes, it was fabulous. So we chilled and then we went to, and and we. Um, we had a gorgeous French waiter. I was, that's what I was trying to spit out. Uh, he was Parisian and his name was Remy. <laughs> I told Andy this and Andy was like, no, he wasn't. And I was like, no, he, he probably wasn't French with me. He probably no. went downstairs to like where the crew members sleep. And he was like, y'all, I have it. <laughs> 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 but you know what? I it, don't even care. It's totally fine. And <laughs> and he was, he was really handsome. Was I mean, handsome. I don't want to get icky, but he was very handsome. It just worked. The room was elegant. He was handsome. There was another French guy who wasn't our waiter. He was funny. But let's talk about the star of the show here. And I'm not talking about the view, which was unbelievably beautiful. But oh, also, can I give a little mouse tip about Remy? I'm jumping in here. Two mouse tips. Brunch is cheaper because it's really expensive and you can see the ocean if you yes. eat there at night you can't see anything because it's no. pitch black out there it's true the view was stunning highly recommend the brunch okay but the star of the show the food it was it was like delicious you had to remind me that we were on a cruise ship. I, mm -hmm. I think that Disney Cruise Line is exceptional with their food in general. It was good food. But this was not just delicious. It was beautiful. 
and uh, it was and they had that service down where they like wait until they both come to the table at the same time they put your food down at the same time everything had a presentation it didn't it didn't feel cheesy no except for every single dish had a sauce that they poured over at table side which was like it was like it was like you got any other tricks yeah yeah (laughs) tell me another one I have to say though, it was it was fancy, so it was kind of nice to be pampered it, it for really for the morning. Delicious. It was an every really what was it? Okay, five so what did courses? we eat? Do you guys care what we ate? I, I just I bottom line, I think it was five courses. Everything was delicious, um, and I don't like French food. Let's like I don't. I'm sure I've said that before on the podcast. I don't care for French food. Um, this was there, there was nothing like there was nothing screaming French about any of no. it. It wasn't, it, it was just, it was fine cuisine. It was delicious. And it, it was, w- delicious. and we had drinks. And it was creative. It wasn't the same old stuff. No. And it was, uh, and they told us about everything too. And the inspiration from the chef and why they made it and why they were serving it with this. And what it was really great. And they, they, you, we ordered cock, of course we ordered cocktails. Um, and we also those learned were delicious. about a, a $30,000 bottle of wine. We saw the $30,000 bottle of wine. We were told um, that they have sold a couple of those. They bottles. only keep two on each, two of each. There's like a, there's like a 30,000 and a 17,000. They keep two of each on each ship, but they ran uh, out once because uh, a party ordered both. Uh, anyway, crazy. Whatevs. It was amazing. Uh, no, thank you. But if you no. can't, so Remy is, is expensive. As I said, if you can't get in, or if it's not in your budget, um, there is Paolo, which is Italian, not quite the same. I have not had it. I know Jen has, but if you really want a drink and you really want that atmosphere, um, there's the bar right there on the bow of the Meridian ship. Meridian. And it offers a swanky setting, a pretty view, and and the same drinks that you would get at Remy or Palos. So, in fact, they, that's where they get their their cocktails, and and it's it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's really nice. Yeah, and and it's sort of like in between the two restaurants. So it, I don't know if it ever gets crowded or not, but it's um it's nice. So you can check that out for for a night out. That would be fun. Yeah, I'm curious to do Remy for dinner. Um, Mark and I did Palo for dinner on a previous cruise, and it was good. It was definitely worth the upgrade for one night. Um, again, though, that's what we talked about when we were there for brunch, is that you have this gorgeous view, but you can't see anything because it's it's pitch black out because you're right. in the middle of the o- ocean. So. And honestly, I think on a short, a short cruise, I don't know that I would do it for dinner because you rotate through the three restaurants. Um, but, but certainly on a cruise where you've been through them all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Agreed. Um, so let's talk about a little bit about our experience at the three restaurants. So there was what was uh, the enchanted garden, enchanted Enchanted garden, Garden, the Royal palace and and animators palette. Um, I think I liked, I'm going to have a hard time remembering because it was a few weeks ago, but I think I liked Enchanted Garden more than I thought I would. And it might've been my favorite. 
I think the food is, it doesn't matter. The food is the same. I mean, it's good quality. It's quality the same, wise. Um, it's the same type of cuisine at each place. I think my choices were best at Enchanted it's, Garden. It's the atmosphere that changes for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, Animator's Palace, like I have I'm an animator. holding out. I'm holding out because we were on the dream at Animator's yes. Palace and it's different than the magic, right? Is the magic. It's, it's different than the fantasy. And the fantasy which is funny because me. they're sister ships. They're sister so ships. I didn't so, expect, I expected it to be the same. So it was a little bit disappointing. I'm holding but... out. I don't want to tell people why, because I think. Um, a lot of people like the surprise, but they yeah. do something special on the fantasy that they don't do on the dream. And I knew about it and was disappointed. So if you don't know about it, you won't be disappointed. And it I still loved great. it because right. animators it palette, they, they do it's similar to, to turtle talk with crush. Right. So crush comes out and actually talks with you and interacts, which was right. with that was very fun. And it's very kitschy, right? Like the, it's, there's a lot to look at here. There's a lot yes. of like, like, uh, uh, it feels like almost like a 50s diner, but but Disney style. Yeah, like memorabilia. It's kitschy. So yeah, so I think you're right. Atmosphere-wise, um, Animator's Palette is really great. Um, I don't I don't know what it was about Enchanted Garden that I just really liked it because it wasn't really that special. I don't know. I don't know. But the, one of the cool things to point out, which is something that they did not, were not doing during like pre-COVID that they're doing now is... Um, characters came through the dining rooms, which was really cool. So in Enchanted Garden, we got to see the Fab Five. I don't think all five of them were there, but definitely Mickey and Minnie and Goofy. Was that it? I don't remember, but those dudes were there. And so then like every dinner is a character meal, just great. which was really cool. They just they come through the dining room, they wave, they do a little dance, and then they and then they leave. Um, Royal Palace, it was the princesses. So all the princesses came, you know, dancing through, which was really cool. Um, I don't think Animator's Palace had any characters come through, but that's because Crush was that, talking right. to us. Right. So uh, right. that was that was a fun addition, COVID addition. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, great. It it was fun. The dinners were fun. And of course, as always, you know, your servers rotate with you. They get to know you. They bring you things you don't even ask for. They, they bring things because they know you like them. I mean, they just, it's just fun. They come around to the table. You had so many, you know that we love to converse with cast members. Well, crew members are no different and they want to talk to you and they were so happy to be back. And it, it just, it was lovely. It was really lovely. It was really, really lovely. All right. So we talked about adult stuff. We talked about restaurants. I'm sorry, I'm talking really fast. I'm chugging my coffee. <laughs> Kid stuff. So we were on a Halloween on the high seas cruise. Mm -hmm. And um, so you had mentioned they didn't do the sail away deck party that they usually do. And Halloween on the high seas, the Halloween party was a little different than mm -hmm. normal. Um, so do you want to explain it? Yeah, so they, they did it. Two, twice, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's important too. That they, they how it, they disperse crowds. They did it twice so that you got to choose the one that you wanted to go to, um, and that was great. Um, for the fireworks portion, they gave you a like a literal a, a circle to stand on so that you could see. We had great views. I mean, obviously, it's up in the sky, so they are still doing fireworks. So that was great to see. The party was different than the parties in previous uh, pre-COVID 
cruising just because it wasn't wall to wall sea of people. Um, but there was so, still, there was a stage show, there was dancing. Right. So this is the one time, cause you know, I'm always going to tell it like it is. This is the one time where I wish there was a crowd. Um, I felt like the party was missing a party vibe because there just weren't that many people on the ship. So for everything else, that was fabulous. Right. For the party, I was like, don't get me wrong. It was great not to have to be elbow deep, you know, in people looking at fireworks and watching cute little kids in costumes dance with their parents. It was so adorable. And Uh, there were costumes. People were dressed up. Definitely. It was great. It was great. It was great. So that's, that's the only like for me, but, but otherwise, yeah. So we mentioned they did two different showings. They did this with the theater shows as well. They would do two nights. So like, so, so like the night that you went to the party, you, you did that. And the next night you would do the show. And and so people flipped and it worked out really well. Um, I think we did, we talked a lot about that on our live. So if anyone wants to go to our Mouse Moms uh, Facebook page, you can go ahead and check that out. So we're not talking for four hours about the same stuff. But (laughs) um, so the last day, let's move to the last day. Um, This was Castaway Key Day. Yeah. So the big difference for Castaway Key is that you need to actually make a, a appointment slot or reservation time to disembark. And the process was really, really easy. And they really only do this process for the first, what did they say, hour? You really only need it for the first hour. So the idea is they just don't want everybody trying to get off the ship right at 8 a.m. or whenever the, the debarkation time is, is they... They want that part to be staggered. And then the people who are late risers, just like at park entrance, right? Like everyone crowds the ropes, but then as the park starts opening and it gets to be eight, nine, 10 o'clock, straggling is fine. And they also don't, so you make, you know, you make this, this reservation at eight, at 7 a.m. right when you wake up to see what your debarkation time is. And they don't want you to do it until you're ready to get off the ship. So, mm-hmm. so they start at seven with this sign up. Um, you can, you can start the process at eight o'clock of getting off the ship. So I hit it right at seven and my time was like eight 30. So they don't, cause they just assign you the next available time. So if you're mm-hmm. not going to be down there, don't take a spot, you know, at eight 30, if you're ready to get off the ship, then you do it. You might get a time for nine or so plan ahead, I guess, but don't, don't not show up during your window is what they're asking. And if, if it gets later, you don't need one that might change as, as the ships get more fully booked. Uh, We'll see how they handle it. But it was a really easy, simple process. We just walked right off. We didn't even take the tram on Castaway Key, did we? We just kind of walked all the way to, we took Uh, it to Serenity Bay. Yes. Well, you ran. I did. (laughs) I I took it to Serenity Bay and got us a place to sit, which I, I was like rushing to get there because I wanted to get a good seat and it was, it was empty. empty. <laughs> you never know. You never know, right? So a, a normal time Smouska tip is to run the Castaway Key 5K because you get off the ship first and you run it. Like people will often throw their stuff on a chair because you have to walk past all the chairs to the starting line unless you're going to surrender to be That's a separate story. But they'll leave their stuff on a chair, run the race, and then they'll have stuff. Um, the race is not an official race right now, but you're allowed to run it yourself. So I went off and did that because as many of you know, I still have to get my butt in gear to train for the half, um, in February that should start this week, unfortunately, but anyway, 
Um, so I ran that and Jen went and got chairs and, um, uh, and a drink loose definition of run, by the way, (laughs) it was rough. It was so hot. So this was the first time for me that I was able to go to Serenity Bay because usually I'm traveling with my family. So I was really, really excited to go and see what all this adult section of the island was. And it was fabulous. Like if you didn't know that there were families and children on this island, you would not know because you you literally can't see them. (laughs) It was was, so nice. And it was empty. It was as if we had this beach to ourselves. There's a whole huge bar area. There's a separate um, uh, buffet area for lunch. And then there are these beautiful little cabanas Uh, There are cabanas, but then there are these beautiful little cabanas where you can go and get a spa treatment. And so Juliana and I decided to to treat ourselves. And Well, I don't know that Jen decided. It was more like Jen was in the shower and I picked up the phone and I called the spa and booked appointments. And I said, Jen, we're getting massages on Castaway Key at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. And And I said, okay. "Uh, okay." So we got there. We each got our own little hut. And by the way. Thank you. <laughs> you you are welcome. We each got our own little hut, and um, it was great. It's like behind the beach, and the windows are open, but you know you can't see. And you're you're listening to the waves while someone is. Oh my gosh, you guys! Yeah. I know we said that there were great deals at the spa on embarkation day, but if you can swing it, this was. It was not expensive. It's, it's, a, it's a treat. For what it was. I, well, I, for what it was, I don't, I mean, whew, it was so great, you guys. It was so great. I mean, it, it's, it was, there's it just was fantastic. There's something about, like you said, that atmosphere of getting a spa treatment, a massage, pampering so yourself relaxing. in the middle of nowhere with the sound of the waves. And it was gorgeous. And so if you amazing. didn't know this was an option, this is an option. And the second <laughs> I heard about it, I booked it because that's how I roll. Yeah. It was, it was great. It was I'm glad great. you roll that way. Yeah. It good. So it was a full day on, on Castaway Key. So, so I ran a 5k, I met you, we had some drinks, we chilled out for as long as we could. Jen and I, like, we talk a good game about chilling out, but neither of us can do it for very long. We got up and had lunch. Um, it was bad. It was not good. It's never great. On, the food on at Disney is great. The Castaway Key food is just, it's, it's a miss. It's a there miss. There were a couple of things. That, yeah. I mean, um, my soft serve was Great. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had a piece of chicken that was okay. The chicken looked really good. And there's a ton of options I might have just chosen wrong. I yeah. thought a burger was safe. It was not. It was hockey it's, puck. It was it terrible. Was hockey puck. Anyway, what are you going to do? I didn't need any more food because I ate plenty, plenty every other meal. <laughs> um, um, and then we got to walk by the regular area where everybody is, which was also really not crowded. No, there were so many places to sit still. And we just did a lot of exploring. We walked through the shops. We walked through, there's a whole like water play area with slides and Juliana needed to try it out. I did. Jen humored me. I was like, well, that looks fun. Let's go. And she said, I'll watch you. And so I did. And by watching, I mean getting it all on video. Right. I'll capture this for posterity. (laughs) It it was worth it. I'm not going to 
whatever. It was, it was great. Fun. And and they're still doing excursions you can sign up for on Castaway Key. You can do bike rentals. You can, I think you can do the Stingray experience yeah, still. All happening. There's boating. And we didn't we didn't do any of that. We just really wanted to kind of walk around and see everything. The kids' clubs right on Castaway Key are running. Those were open. Um, we had a really nice day. It was very, very chill. We didn't feel the need to book anything except the massage. Um, <laughs> it was great. It was great. And then, yeah. And then we got back on the ship. I think this was the night we decided to do the fireworks maybe with the I last think night. So is that the day that we decided to go on the aqueduct? That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. I got, I wasn't, they wouldn't let me take my phone on. I didn't have anywhere to hide it. I wanted to be like a, a, you know, point of view. Yeah, I wanted to (laughs) get it. Next time. I know. But that's it. So overall, like, I think we covered sort of everything we did, everything we learned. We had a fantastic time, so much so that Lori got jealous and booked one for her family and Jen booked one for her family again. And my husband said, no more Disney in 2021. So (laughs) we'll go next year. (laughs) I did book a placeholder. So yes. So which, which actually can, that's a second mouse tip. So the first one would be, go ahead, Jen. So the Mouska tip, the official Mouska tip for today is now is the time to book that cruise. There are a lot of last minute options. Um, if you are going to di- to Disney World all the time, I have to say in like the seven times I've been to Disney since COVID, I saw more characters on the cruise line than I have in all seven of those times. So if you need to see characters, the other cool thing, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo was open. That is not open at the parks. Um, so really, there now's the time to go to see the characters, to do some of the things that you can't do in Disney yet, to experience the Disney Cruise Line with lower prices, with no crowds, with great weather. Um, and if you're not ready to cruise yet, this is a very timely podcast because actually 2023 itineraries um, through May 2023 are opening up for booking for the general public this week. So definitely give us a call and let's explore that. That includes sailings on the new is the newest addition to the Disney fleet, the Disney wish. So oh, I can't wait. Definitely give us a call. And that bonus mouse tip. So the bonus mouse tip would be once you are on that Disney cruise, when you're on there, right through the Navigator app, it's as easy as pie. You can just go in and put a deposit down on your next cruise. Now, this is not, you don't have to pick your next cruise. It's what they call a placeholder. It's $250. It was $250. $250 to say, I am going to cruise again with Disney sometime in the next 24 months. And for my $250, I'm going when I do make my deposit deposit, which is usually 20%, you get a reduced deposit. And I think it's a 10% discount on the cruise. It changes, but that's the most predominant one that they're doing. So check it out when you're on the ship, see what the placeholder is. Because here's the thing. If you don't cruise in two years, you get your 250 back. But chances, chances are you will. I just booked, I just used my placeholder. I was on a couple of weeks ago to book a stateroom for my family in February, 2023. So, so there you go. Do it. Yeah. It's totally worth it. Um, Yeah. So there's your bonus mouse tip. Tell them (laughs) King and Cruise sent you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. And you can indicate your travel agency preference when you book that placeholder as well. So, and That's then right. at, when you do that, your travel agent will get a copy of your placeholder. So she will be able to book that with that discounted um, deposit and discount on the, on the ship as well. You will be back. You will be back. You will. All right. Thank you for spending another episode with us. If you've enjoyed this crazy podcast, please be sure to subscribe to our show so that you receive notifications when new content is released and you never miss an episode. Please also consider writing us a review on Apple Podcasts as well. It really, really does help us out. Thank you. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Why? Because we like you. And-